So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Joe. And I'm Serena. We are so happy to be back. We are going to be recapping Hometowns, um, Bachelor in Paradise. We have two guests this week, Jess and none other than the one and only Kat. Kat has been involved in all the Paradise drama. I would say she's probably the TV maker of the group, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I feel like... When it all started going down with Kat, there was a lot of like, what is going on here? But over the last two episodes, I've like grown very attached to her and like grown to love her as like an entertaining person on this beach. Well, well, yeah. She's just doing so. We'll get into it. Yeah, I have well, a lot of I, thoughts I on say, Kat. I got a lot of thoughts on Jess. Yeah, I was going to say, even like, I think it was this the episode that we're re- recapping right now. It was like when Kat came on like 30 minutes in, I was like, all right, thank God. <laughs> I know. I was like, where's Kat? Like, what's going on? Like, I need to know what she's doing right now. But first, let's get into it because we have Golden Hometowns. We do have a little bit of a different dynamic. Usually we see the person meeting the parents, but now we see the person meeting the kids and the grandkids. Um, so it is it is different. It was very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Um, let's, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So... Three women left, Faith, Leslie, and Teresa. Um, up first, we are in New Jersey where we are meeting Teresa's family. She has two sisters, a daughter, the daughter's husband, and 
her grandkids. Correct. And her daughter is so sweet. They're clearly very close. She says that this is the first time she's meeting a boyfriend of her mom's since, you know, her dad passed. Um, And you can tell that they have a really, really close relationship. I mean, she says they talk like every single day. So I can imagine that this is a mixed bag of emotions for her. Uh, Watching it and and you had a lot to say about about the whole situation. And I, I was really like, this would actually, cause you're like, this would be really hard. And usually I'm like, eh, it would actually be really tough. Like I put myself in her daughter's shoes and I was like, I don't know if I would be able to handle something like this. I feel like out of the entire episode, the family member that like stuck with me the most was Teresa's daughter, just because I can't even imagine like losing my dad you know, years go by. My mom goes on this dating show. I can't talk to her. And this is the first guy she's bringing home. And I'm like vetting her boyfriend slash future fiance. And like, you know, Teresa looks so happy. So I can imagine that made her family feel so good. But then like, what if she gets her heart broken? But also bad at the same time. And like, she's like, she's talking about fall with this guy. And the last time her daughter seen her in love was with her, with her dad. I know. Stop. We we can't. Right? Get, yeah. It's, like, so, it's really emotional. That's t- I mean, it's tough. But at, at the end of the day, I'm assuming she wants her mother to be happy. And, and Absolutely. And this would be would be the way to go. But one thing I, I, I noted was, I believe it was her, her daughter asked Gary um, if he's in love with Teresa. And he said he doesn't know if he's falling in love with her. Yes, I was. What do we think about that? I was really, I was taken aback by that answer because she didn't ask, "Are you in love with my mom?" She asked, "Are you falling in love with my mom?" And for him to say, "I don't know if I'm falling in love with your mom or not," I don't know if maybe he just got nervous. It was the first hometown date. I'm not really sure what that answer means. And he, he, I feel like he worded it or phrased it in a way of like, I don't, I don't know if I'm falling in love because I don't know what falling in love feels like anymore. Yes, right? he did. He did. I don't know. I don't know how to take that because but then it's we just see hard because I do feel like he's been, and we talked about this last week, so expressive with Leslie and with Faith. And I just feel like he's not as expressive about his emotions for Teresa. But I do feel like they're there. So that's what's throwing me off. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're actually not there. There's something there's something off about, about this relationship or... Yes. So, so it doesn't... Yeah. It, it's different. It's a different dynamic than Faith and Leslie. Yes. Like, he, I don't know if it's because maybe Teresa doesn't need as much reassurances the other women maybe it could be that maybe because she does seem very confident in their connection yeah especially at this point like seeing her with him with her family like there is a sense of just like happiness and ease to her in this date yeah so i don't know i i was super taken aback by the i don't know the sisters are super happy and supportive and gary gets really emotional and they just say you know Teresa is so so happy we can see that I really, I, I, I just have questions because I believe he, I believe he is falling in love with her. 
I believe. Well, we know he is. So, like, let's you know, well, let's, he's then, let's he, move ahead because uh, he, he says it in his ITM. He at the says end of it his in date. his yeah. He says it in his interviews that he is. Maybe he didn't say it, and I think you might be right because it was the first hometown, and he didn't know if he wanted to say it to anyone. I'm assuming he was potentially prepped for like, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't say I love you to anyone because there are still three women left, mm-hmm. um, which goes out it. the window. That would be my best guess is when he was asked that question, he did not know if he was going to be opening up about his feelings to that level yeah. or not. And that's where his answer came from. Um, but the daughter is really emotional. She says she it doesn't change how much love we have for my dad. And it doesn't feel that weird. Yeah. And she's like really emotional in ITM, which kind of just sums up like the day and how she felt about, you know, meeting this guy that's now dating her mom and saying that it doesn't feel weird, I think is a good thing. It feels like, you know, it's that time. he could be a part of their lives yeah. and that Teresa is ready to find love. And she says that she loves Gary and Gary in his interview says that he's in love with Teresa and she could be the one, which we've seen him say now. About Faith and Teresa, that they could be the one. Gary's falling for everyone. Okay, well then let's go. Let's go to Faith's hometown in Washington, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Super rural. Is yes. Room. Yes. Horses. Um, Faith has two sons. Uh, her sister and her grandkids are all there. This was more of a, um, I'd say more of a fun dynamic between all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the sons were really getting into it. Everyone seemed super happy. Faith, they were basically saying Faith never really, I think the sister said Faith never believed in love. I think she said something along the lines of like, I feel like I always date men, but I never fall in love with them. Was that what it was? So, yeah, some, something along those lines. Um Gary tells the sons he kind of thinks he's in love with. I think he said, I kind of think. They asked, the sons asked if Gary is in love with Faith. And he said, yeah, I kind of think I am. Yeah. And then the sister said, is her heart safe? Um, Okay. But then, like, they basically call Gary out in front of her. In, like, the group. Like, they're all hanging out. And he's, they're like, the sister is pushing for that I love you, which I kind of liked because I didn't but, like it. But but at the same time, like there was definitely an an ounce of peer pressure in the moment. And he's and, and you see the flip to him in his interview, kind of like, well, what was I gonna say? But yeah, I mean, I mean, he says it. They're all they couldn't be happier. Yeah, she says it. Yeah. She says it back to him. It's a magical moment. They kiss. Oof. And then Faith in her interviews at the end of the day is crying out of fear that, you know, this may not work out and she's scared of losing Gary, which I think we see that excitement in all the women, but that fear is starting to really sink in as well. And I I think Faith is feeling that now. If you are in Gary's position in that scenario, Mm -hmm. what do you think you do? If I'm kind of feeling, I guess, a little bit of a push to say I love you. Yeah. You got you kind of get put. I mean, he got put on the spot there. I mean, truthfully, I have no idea what I do in that moment, because on one hand, like if he does love her, if he believes he's in love with her, like 
maybe he's just like, screw it. I want to be honest with my feelings for this girl. And maybe he was planning on telling her anyway. And this moment felt right. But at the same time, I don't know. What would you do? I mean, I know what I, I, I'm going to say that I would do. I don't know if I would actually do it, but I I feel like I would be like, you know, the first time that I say this, I would like to, to say it in private with your mother. And I... With your mother. <laughs> and I do want to respect the You're fact really that, putting yourself in Gary's shoes right now. Like you're I, picturing yourself yeah, in this moment. I also want to respect the fact that there are two women left. So... I just don't want to say it at this time. All I could say is I'm really into you. Totally. And look, that's <laughs> you know? a great answer. And that's the textbook answer, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, no, I don't know if I would say that. Exactly. I mean, I probably could have gotten peer pressure. I feel like a lot of people would think that that's what they would do. But if you're in the moment, you're feeling it. And I think he did kind of fall in love with three women here. I think it's it's hard. You know, at some point, I feel like all the leads decide they want to throw caution out the window and just lean in. And I feel like that was Gary's moment this season of like, ah, I'm just going to say how I feel, whatever. Yeah. I'm tired of censoring myself and I'm just going to let it all out there. Okay, but then, but but after that happened, now let's look back. Do, you, do we think that, let's say this was the first yeah. hometown. Do we think that he would have said it to Teresa? I do. Okay. I think if Teresa wasn't the first hometown, he would have said it to her. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we go to Minnesota um, to meet Leslie, um, her brother. She has three kids, three grandkids. Um, we do find out that Leslie's dad passed away when she was 16. Her brother picked her up from school, um, broke the horrific news to her. I mean, so just, just, a, just a heartbreaking story. Um, yeah, and it sounds, seems like her brother has really taken over that kind of – father figure role for her yeah since she was 16 i want how old did they say how old her brother is how much older he is than her i don't know but if i had to guess i would i would say it's probably not more than 10 years um yeah it, no no I, I definitely didn't think that he did tell gary he would give uh his blessing i mean i thought this was i thought this was a, a, a really nice hometown I, I liked both of i liked all her her kids mm-hmm. i thought they handled it very well they were funny um, yeah, they have lighthearted. All the families had such like a loving, warm dynamic. All the kids seem to like really care about their moms and just want what's best for them, want to protect them. Like it really was. I feel like hometowns on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette often have kind of, you know, there's a lot of protectiveness over this like parent child dynamic. And I feel like the kid to parent dynamic that we're seeing here, it just has given more of like a loving, positive feel for the hometown episode. Absolutely. And, and I feel like they're all very, and, and they are, but they're all handling this in a very mature, a mature yeah. manner. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm sure it could, it's not easy. I'm no, sure it's really it, awkward. Yeah. There's no way it's easy. It's definitely strange. Um, also like Leslie um, Prince wrote, Tiny dancer for her. Sexy dancer. Sexy dancer. Tiny, Tiny dancer. dancer. That's Elton John. Tiny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but still also I don't think he's dating Leslie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably not. Um that is that is pretty pretty crazy though. Um but yeah, I no, like, yeah, we knew that though, because they yeah. said that in the Did intro pack Leslie's intro package included that, but um I think a lot of people missed it and they're now reiterating it here, which honestly is like the coolest thing ever and 
anytime anyone asks you a fun fact about yourself, you're like set for life. Yeah. Well, and also Gary, Leslie tells Gary she loves him. Gary says it back. So now he's now he's openly said, I love you to two women. Two women have said it back. Three women have said it. Yeah. Um, All three women have said they love Gary. Gary has said, I love you to Faith and to Leslie, not yet to Teresa. Yeah. But he has said it in his interviews. Yeah. Okay. So now we get to the best part of the episode. This was so the best part. I'm so happy that I know a lot of people go back and forth like Jesse should know or does how does Jesse not know? But I believe that the show's keeping Jesse in the dark for some of this. And it's great because his facial expression here. Um, so we see the women get to the mansion for um, the rose ceremony um, and walk up to Jesse. And Jesse basically, as um, every woman basically says, like, he said, I love you. And I said it back. And you see Jesse's face. Yeah, like, like the first oh. woman, he's like, oh, wow. OK. Yeah. And then the second one, he's like, oh, wow. OK. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's happening here, Gary? Yeah. Uh, so that, that was very funny. Um, he's definitely got himself in a little bit of a jam. Um, rose ceremony. Um, it's Leslie gets the first rose, mm-hmm. and it's between Faith and Teresa. And then we see Gary leave, upset. He's he's tearing up. Which he's not tearing up. He is full blown crying. He's crying. He's which having an emotional moment. You know, I I think you said it. You're kind of like that moment. As hard as it is for you, it's worse for them. Yeah, I I don't want to be too hard on Gary here because I do understand like he is in such a difficult position and he's about to really, really hurt someone. But as someone who's been a contestant on this show, like standing at a rose ceremony, if I'm Faith or Teresa and I'm so anxious, I know that there's a like a 50-50 chance if I get that rose now and he leaves, I'd be really upset. I'd be like, come on, man. Like, you have to hold it together until the end of this rose ceremony because now you're just putting them through more and more moments of agony. Like, you need to just stand up there, like, hold down those tears, rip the Band-Aid off, and give that person a conversation closer and then take all the time you need to have your your cry. Like, I'm not trying to discredit how hard his role is. I just, like, when he walked out, I was like, no, please don't do this to them. Like... And both of them are so in love with him. Like, I just really felt for the women in this moment. I agree. It's a rough, rough situation all around. Um, And then, yeah, we basically left on a cliffhanger because why wouldn't we at that moment? Um, I know. I really wasn't expecting the cliffhanger. I was like, come on, who's going home? We will see. We will see who goes home uh, next next episode. We also have the women tell all coming up. Yeah. but yeah, that kind of wraps it. Great hometowns. It was a lot of fun. Um, very, very cool to watch to kind of see roles all reversed as far as meeting the the children instead of the parents. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've 
been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz makes it so easy to find your perfect beach. It will match you with a personalized list of resorts that check all your boxes after asking you just five simple questions. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. The assessment is easy and quick. It asks you things like, do you like to hang at the pool or the beach? Is an active nightlife important to you? Do you want all-inclusive? Then it will show you some of the best options based on how you answer. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise. This was a really eventful, jam-packed episode. Yeah, like I have like three pages of notes for this episode because there was so much happening. I didn't want to forget anything. Okay, so the first, I would say the first um, topic of conversation will be the conversation between Tanner and Davia. No. No. That literally didn't happen. Really? We didn't see a conversation okay. with Tanner and Davia. Interesting. Tanner and Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the episode? Yeah, it is Tanner. No, I, 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 I read okay. it. I read Tanner and Davia. Interesting. Okay. So I don't, wow, my voice is really squeaking. Okay. So um, Tanner and Kat have a conversation. Uh, the first thing I noted was Tanner tells her we have different personalities and I'm not 
sure, I see what I want in a wife in you. Yeah, that was a harsh line from Tanner for sure. I mean, Kat kind of says, I wish that we talked before you said yes. That's my biggest concern. Like, I wish you pulled me aside and said, like, would you be okay if I went on this date? Um, and Tanner says that they have the same values, but different personalities and she doesn't have wife qualities or qualities that he wants in a wife, which I think he could have delivered that a little more gently personally. I think he could have gone with something a little more generic along lines of, I just don't see us as a fit. I don't see us as being compatible. I have a stronger connection with Davi. I'm going to explore that. It, yeah, it was a little straightforward. We see Kat in our interviews like, I'm literally so much better than you. Um, he did not just break up with me. And then I felt like the rest of this conversation, I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like the rest of this conversation was like battling for who's actually breaking up yeah, with who. Yeah, it was like Tanner was ending it with Kat and she basically went, no, I'm ending it with you. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm ending it with you. And that was like the whole second half of this conversation. Like Kat was like, I don't want you either because I can't trust you. And yeah, Tanner was like, I went on a date for clarity and I got it. And like Kat basically is trying to declare in her interviews like the breakup is mutual. But like he just had the chance to break up with her before she broke up with him. I do. However, I do feel that is how I actually think that part of that's a good quality. I don't know, a good quality to have, but a strong quality to have because I feel like that is how Kat is able to get over a sad or a hard situation much quicker is she flips it as like, I don't care. Now I don't care. Now I'm moving on because I don't care about you. And she's able to turn that switch very yeah. quick. And you my thing is, is there's a lot of people who will actually, who will say like, oh, I don't care about them. I'm over it. But like, they're clearly not. Yeah. She actually is. Like once she's done, like we saw it with Brayden and now we're seeing it with Tanner, like you're right. She flips the switch and shees like, I'm over it. I'm on to the next. Yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of like that as well. I could kind of do that. I could do that. But then I struggle for months after. But I, I could flip a switch pretty quick. I mean, I feel like you're talking about like long-term relationships. Like she did only date these guys for three days. No, I'm just saying in general. I'm saying kind of any situation. Okay, yeah. Like when you get bad news, like, like even if it's like work-related or anything, you kind of get bad news. I'm pretty good at like being upset immediately and then flipping a switch and being like, okay, nothing I could do. Yeah. Which on. honestly is arguably kind of healthy. Like yeah. she definitely goes off and like is really upset in the moment, but then like really kind of is like, all right, I let it all out onto the next thing. Like in her interviews, she had a couple of funny lines that I wrote down. She wrote, you don't even open mouth make out. And then she said, I've dated enough assholes to know when I see one, which I don't know. I don't think Tanner's an asshole. Yeah, I really don't. Um, but the fact that they weren't open mouth making out for three days is definitely a red flag to the future of that relationship. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think Tanner's in the wrong at all in this. No, I don't scenario. think Tanner did anything wrong. I think it's for the best that they're not together anymore. I yeah. think the convo was like overall just kind of like unproductive. Yeah. So do I, but they both have moved on. Tanner is now with Davia and Kat is about to figure things out on the beach. Oh yeah. Herself. The one thing we know about Kat is she's, she's going to figure it out. Yeah. She's not leaving. I respect that she has yet to be like, I'm leaving. 
She like I have yet to see her try to like leave the beach. Like I feel like we saw Genevieve. Genevieve has like a similar personality to Cat. I feel like in like her reactiveness, and Genevieve was like always trying to leave. You're saying beach. Genevieve from Genevieve? I'm sorry, from, from last season. Yeah. Um, like Genevieve and Aaron. Well, no, I actually disagree. Genevieve tried to leave multiple times. Cat has. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm saying Genevieve literally like packed her bags and is like running through the jungle path trying to get in a van. And Cat's like, I don't care. Uh, Cat's like, I'm moving in. I'm literally moving (laughs) into the to whoever's is available. Like we're we're now in a relationship. But honestly, it truly is. I believe that that is a good quality. She has a quality of like she gets. It's persistent. Yeah, she gets fucking knocked down and she gets back up. She's not, I feel like, I feel like what's saving her is like, in her mind, she's not knocked down. Yeah. She's like, no, I broke up with you. I'm thriving and I'm going to go find someone better than you. Okay. So now we have, um, we see um, Jess in the morning. She puts on like a new bathing suit because she wants Blake to notice her. That was a cute bathing suit. Um, And then... We have a new woman on the beach. Her name is Genevieve. She's from Zach's season. From Zach's season. We really did not see much of her at all. Yeah, we don't see much of her, but she comes down. It seems like all the guys are are pretty interested. She has a conversation with Blake. Blake basically divulges probably a little too much information about his situation. Blake's flirting tactic in this combo was maybe non-existent. I feel like their conversation from what we saw really just revolved around him giving her a full debrief of what's happened with him and Jess's relationship. So Genevieve goes back and she's like, well, I'm still into him. I want to take out Blake. And she asks him and Blake goes, has a conversation with Jess. Um, Their dynamics kind of awkward right now. It is awkward. I feel like the convo felt like they maybe don't have the best communication. Yeah. Because it just felt like neither one was like leading the convo. Well, because he said he threw it at her like, you want to go first? And she's like, well, why would I go first? You just said yes to a date. And then it was. Yeah, which. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I agreed with her on that one. But I do think like. I don't also don't have an issue with Blake. I think Blake should have won on this date. Absolutely. Especially after the conversation he had with Jess. Well, I feel like Jess in this moment and I'm I'm very excited to talk to her because I really do just want more context into what's happening behind the scenes with their relationship. But it's kind of looking like she wants her cake and she she wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants to have Blake on standby, but she wants to go on a date. She wants to go explore, but she like doesn't want him to go explore because she does like him. Like it's just feeling like one foot in one foot out situation. And Blake, I I don't get that from her. She was definitely, no, she was definitely upset when he was talking to Jen. Yeah, upset, but I don't think she was going to... She said it like, I'm not going to... Like, it's only fair if you go. 100%. I mean, she's being logical, but I think she's still upset. Upset. Like, she still has... She's still jealous. Like, I, for some reason, thought Blake getting asked on a date, there would be some level of, like, relief and excitement to have, like, some space. Yeah, she can now do what she wants. Yeah, like, I thought she might be like, I, like, Yes, this is a good thing for us. Like, you should go on the date. I'm gonna have some space, and like, we'll we'll go from there. But that wasn't her reaction. So maybe she likes him more than it looks like. But Blake told Jess it was nice to feel wanted, and he wants to like really lean in on the date with Jen. Basically saying like, I don't feel wanted by you. Yeah. And Jess seemed kind of like caught off guard by that, but like, 
I, if I, I was Blake, I wouldn't really feel wanted either. Y- yes, in it, but in the same breath, I kind of put that on both of them. Mm. I, I, I do feel like I, I don't know. I don't. We don't know enough about how they are alone or with each other. But it does seem, and and I think even Tanner said it. Um, Tanner it, did say that it seems very surface level, and every time we see them, they're just kind of like sitting, talking. Yeah, he said it's very much like they sit next to each other, but it doesn't seem like the relationship is like moving along. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so, um, so Blake's getting ready for the date. Blake's getting ready for a date in the interim. We see Kat. <laughs> Going for Chad Henry. She's back, baby. She's <laughs> back and she's better than ever. And she's on to the next man on this beach. She is going for John Henry. And we have a great clip of Brayden in his interview going, Kat is homie hopping, which kind of is what's happening here. But it's paradise. I mean, it, it, it's, it's I mean, you're supposed fair. to explore. You're supposed to options, look for love. And she's not finding it. And she's like, that's fine. I'm going to try it with another dude. Yeah, and we we also see Kylie kind of like egg the situation on as well. Yeah, Kylie's so, definitely like pushing for this to happen. And you said something when we were watching that I wrote down that you feel like after the Kylie versus Olivia drama at the very, very beginning of this season with Will, the girls that are close with Kylie are like not team Olivia. I, I think th- And there's like no... I think there's a divide there. Yeah, I think there might be a divide or two. It seems like from Kylie and Kat's perspective like they don't care that olivia's dating john henry like there's no like girl code in this situation like they're all over it they're like who cares yeah which is like kind of fair or whatever um oh and then we another another big thing we see is cat tells eliza in the bathroom that eric she heard from charity that aaron b is a bad guy and has exes back home that's uh, the the timelines confusing. I, I when even when Aaron B and Eliza did talk, I, I don't know. It's kind of like he was dating someone before the show. Well, let's get it, into that, that okay. convo a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, we do see kind of like the the start of that drama of them hiding in the bathroom having a chit chat, and I think Eliza handled it pretty well. Like she seemed to take the information like and like hold off to have a conversation one-on-one with Aaron B. But she definitely took it seriously. Like, she wasn't about to just blow it off as, like, nonsense. How do you feel that Kat told her? You know what? At first, I was like, why is she doing this? But then kind of when I thought about it more, they don't know Eliza. Like, they weren't from the same season. It's not like they're coming on here with, like, a friendship prior. So, like, as they've gotten to know her more she's probably felt a little bit more of a sense of like loyalty and obligation to tell her. And also like if I'm in Kat's shoes and I see Eliza and Aaron B talking, I don't know if I'm dropping that information on like day one or two because it might not turn into anything. Like they might go their separate ways and then who cares? But like Eliza and Aaron B have now become like one of the most serious couples on the beach. And if Kat's like, okay, I've kind of formed this friendship with Eliza. I know this information. This seems like it might be something serious. And from what I know, he hasn't told her yet. I feel like maybe it's a time to share that with her. Well, why not share it though? Why not share it to the whole group on that first day when, you know, when everyone's circled around talking about like who they're into, if you're going to share that information, maybe you share it to the entire group. Like, Hey, I heard this. Don't know how true it is, but it's coming from who I believe is a reliable source. 
just a heads up for everyone. Like, if you're going to do it, maybe do it then. Yeah, because I guess now so. Like, really in the girls' room when they have that, like, chat on the first day. I mean, I think there is, like, a sense of, like, loyalty and, like, maybe some teams going on with the girls' group, though. And, like, a lot of the girls on this beach are from charity season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also majority of them probably already know but yeah, yeah I, I don't hate that strategy either of just being like i'm putting this out here day one this is what i heard about this guy yeah do what you want do what you it. want with it versus like waiting all the way till like week six i think when when you're in a relationship being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do i agree i think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach so we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz makes it so easy to find your perfect beach. It will match you with a personalized list of resorts that check all your boxes after asking you just five simple questions. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. The assessment is easy and quick. It asks you things like, do you like to hang at the pool or the beach? Is an active nightlife important to you? Do you want all-inclusive? Then it will show you some of the best options based on how you answer. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now, it's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. 
Okay, so then we have a new girl comes down. Um, her name's Becca. She's a night one girl from Zach season. Yeah, I believe yeah. Zach season. Night one girl from Zach season. Um, talks to a bunch of guys. She asks Braden out. So now we see Rachel. So this this situation is interesting because I do really I feel bad for Rachel because I feel bad for her because she's been through a lot within this franchise with, with dating guys. This it hasn't been the easiest for her. There's there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But Brayden walks up to her to have a conversation. And instead of having that conversation and to at least open up and tell him how she feels, she basically blows it off and says, it's fine. You don't have to check on me. Yeah. She they, she literally, she wouldn't even like go sit and talk to him. Like yeah. he walked over to pull her and she was like, no, 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 you don't have to check in on me. It's fine. Like go have fun. And I, I think that that's, that's, in, that's her ego getting in the way. And I get it. Like I would probably have, if I was her, I would probably be the same way. I would probably be like, that's fine. Just go do your thing. But then in the same breath, like you cannot be upset with him for doing it if you, you're not going to tell him how you feel. Yeah. And I feel like the moment like having a conversation before going on a date is like a powerful moment to be a little bit vulnerable and like leave this person with a lasting impression, leave that person with a lasting impression of how you feel about them and kind of have be in their minds when they're on the date. And I feel like the way Rachel blew it off I do think it was her ego a little bit because I do think she's into Brayden and I think she just didn't want him to know that well I I just think Rachel's probably tired of being vulnerable in these situations and then still getting hurt yeah because that is what's happened to her she put her guard up for sure yeah that is what's happened to her multiple times on this show so now she's just kind of like no but unfortunately, yeah, like whatever. If you want to go on the stage, just go have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. Um, Tyler grabs Jess to talk. Um, uh, Tyler was somebody Jess was interested in. They both seem to like each other. They're being flirty. Um, Tyler ends up grabbing her and kissing kissing her. She kisses him back. Now we flip to the date with Blake and Genevieve. They're having a great time. They're making out. So Yeah, he seems into her. He like describes her very well. He says she's mature and inviting and he seems excited about the date. So Jess is making out with Tyler and Blake's making out with Jen. And honestly, I don't know where that relationship's going at this yeah. point. I don't know what either of them wants. I don't know who <laughs> either of them likes. I'm like literally so confused by the whole thing. Yeah. And then yeah, but basically back at the beach we we do see Rachel is is sad, but Again, like it's it's hard. It's hard because I feel for her um, in this situation, and I get it. But like, I do wish she would have said something. Um, yeah, she does say like she feels weird, and she wished that he had like given their relationship more of a chance. Which, unfortunately, this is another situation where like it's just like back to back dates yeah. and like bad timing. But I mean. I wonder how she watched, felt watching it back because, like, Brayden does say, you know, this date blows yesterday's date out of the water and mm. he's, like, really into Becca. And I feel like this is the first time I've actually seen Brayden, like, really expressive and into someone. Well, he did seem to be into Rachel. No, he did seem into Rachel for yeah. sure. But I feel like they showed a lot of Rachel's ITM's interviews about 
Brayden and we didn't see as much of Brayden's interviews about Rachel. Whereas on this date, we are seeing a lot of what Brayden's saying behind the scenes and how excited he is about this date. Okay, so now we get we get a reaction out of Olivia because Kat is now grabbing John Henry. Olivia tends to, in my opinion, I like her. I think she's funny. I think she's a great narrator. But when she gets hurt, she ends up taking things a little too far as far as like the way she talks shit about somebody. I agree completely. Right? I agree it's completely. Because like, like when things are good and she's commenting on other people's drama or she's making fun of herself, she's so good and she's so funny. But yeah, with Kylie and Will and now with Kat and John Henry, like she does, her interviews do go a little too far. She gets a little too hurtful, in my opinion, with what she's saying about people. And it's because it's she's, she's hurt. Yeah. yeah. But like it's it's almost like you just need to dial it back just a little bit because you're good. And like you're like Olivia, I, I, I almost want her just to like, like she gets too phased by the other women in these situations where we see her finally grab John Henry. And I think John Henry likes her. I do too. I do too. And, and they kiss and like, it, and it's good. So if she, she like has to. And they, like she said, I like you. He said, I like you back. Yeah. Like she, he said, you're my number one. Like I almost want her to just have, just to chill out. A like I bit, don't yeah. think she has to, has anything to worry about. I feel like she might be her own worst enemy in these situations a little bit. I think so too, because I do think, I think she likes John Henry and I think he likes her. But she's also probably a little bit triggered because like. It happened to her once It already. happened to her in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I And Kat is like going for John Henry. Like yeah. she's not just like pulling him once, like she's been after him all day. So she's probably feeling a little protective over her relationship. Yeah, which is fair. I, I just I just I just for her sake, I think she just needs to focus more of her energy on her relationship with John Henry instead of letting it, it you know, go a little more towards. Yeah, she's really let Cat get under her skin. Yeah, which you which you can't do because because Cat's good at that, and yeah. it's 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 gonna be to her own detriment. Yeah, because eventually it will. If Olivia continues to let Cat get under her skin, it's going to trickle into her relationship with John Henry, and it's probably gonna end up being what causes him to go to Cat over Olivia. If that's what ends up happening. Yep. Okay. So but right we, now they seem pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So now we see Aaron B and Eliza finally have a conversation. If you're confused, it's fine because we're all we're all. A little I actually confused. wrote down the timelines. I wrote down exactly what he said because I wanted to figure it out. So he said he had an ex that he broke up with in August. Then he had another girlfriend after that girl that he was on and off with, and they broke up in January. And he got the show call for the show in December, and then. I wrote, I think it's okay, dot, dot, dot. Like, I don't really fully understand what's happening, but yeah. what do you think? Do you think Eliza needs to see it as, like, a huge red flag? No, I don't. I actually think Aaron B is I, – I almost think he needs to be a little more confident in his delivery that he didn't do anything wrong because I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, I and- think because his delivery was so confusing because he seemed – nervous it made him look guilty yeah but like really breaking it down like i don't know if he has anything to be worried about question mark i i I don't think so either but 
Charity is here. She comes down. Wait, to can the beach. we talk about one other thing first before we get into this? Eliza said before going to pull Aaron B that she hadn't talked to him all day. Oh yeah, I actually marked that too. I was like, what? Why have they? Why? Where have you been? Where has he been? You've both been by the pool all day. All like at this point, like I was with you basically twenty four seven. Yep, that's a problem. Like that's that's a that's little, a red flag. That's a re- that's way yeah. more of a red flag than this ex-girlfriend drama yeah i forgot about that yeah good call um yeah that that's that's like i was like who are you guys hanging out with like okay it's one thing to be like yeah i had lunch without aaron today like but it's another thing to be like i literally haven't spoken to him all day yeah like you're 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 on the you're on the path for engagement you you really have to spend a lot of time with this person if you want to take this thing serious start talking to him all day like start talking to him more um, so Char- Charity comes down. She looks great. Everyone's happy to see her except for some of the guys like Aaron B. Um, <laughs> she has has conversations. Um, we see her talk to Eliza. We see her grab all the girls first. Yeah, Kat and Olivia kind of both. Funny. That was really funny. Really, really They funny. both are like, I'm dating John Henry. <laughs> well, I'm also dating John yeah. Henry. Well, we have a really good connection. Well, we also have a really good connection. He told me I'm his number one. I was like, I, this is a crazy I, interaction. I want to know what the relationship is between Olivia and John Henry before Kat steps in. Because we really don't, like, how long yeah. have they been talking? Like how a many, few days. Yeah, that, that's what like I- Like one I, rose ceremony. Yeah, that, that's what I, I want to know how strong that was. Because, like- I don't, I think it can only be so strong after a few days. I think you got to give it, like, two to three rose ceremonies before you can, can consider it, like, a serious relationship. Because it is, yeah, I guess. But, like, if it is a stronger relationship on the beach, which I don't know if it is, like, yeah, if I'm Olivia, I'm pissed. Let's too. ask, let's ask Kat. Yeah. I will ask her when she Because maybe down. she was like, no, it was like they barely hung out. And then we see Aaron B grabs Kat to talk, and that's that Aaron B is going to lose that that every single time. Uh. Yeah. And, well, he was just <laughs> like, why didn't you bring it to me? Like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And she's like, well, you already knew. What do you mean? Why didn't my question if I'm Kat is like, Aaron B, why didn't you tell Eliza? Like, why didn't you warn Eliza? Were you just going to leave here with her and then let her find out once you leave the show? Like, I don't really know what the conflict is. Kat actually handled it, like, pretty well. Like, I kind of agreed with what she was doing and saying here. I didn't really understand what Aaron B's angle was in this conversation. I think he's just mad and is just, he's just mad. He's mad that Charity's here. He's mad that Kat exposed his situation. He said these rumors could ruin my life, which is really dramatic. He said, Charity, how keen are you to destroy my life? I don't think she's, I don't think she's keen at all. Yeah, I don't even think Charity really, I I, I don't even think Charity would have brought any of this up if Kat didn't bring it up. No, Charity coming down to this beach definitely was not coming down. To ruin Airbnb. To ruin Airbnb's life. Like the only reason this is happening is because Kat happened to bring up this information. Charity was the source and now Charity's making a visit to the beach. I think Aaron B is, is is just doing, I think he's doing quite fine. I think Eliza really likes him. I think he likes her. I think it's weird they didn't talk all day. I think he just needs to be a little more confident in knowing that he didn't do anything wrong if he didn't. I mean, here's the thing. His, I don't think he did anything wrong from like what he said to Cher, or Eliza. And I think that because people, like you're single 20 something year old dude who applied to be on The Bachelor. You don't, you're not going to sit around for months and months after you submit that application being like, well, I can't date anyone. I might end up on this show. Like he got the call. He probably looked at the girl he was dating and went, this isn't that serious. I'm not going to marry this chick. We've been on and off for months. 
maybe I'll find the love of my life on the show, but it's not in front of me right now. And it sounds like the breakup was semi-mutual. You know what I mean? No, I do. That's said perfectly. That is probably exactly what went down. Like, whatever. Like, he was dating, and then he got the call, and then he started the process to potentially get on the show, and then he got on the show. Like... But the way he's acting is making it seem like he did something really sketchy. Yeah, because he's 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 over dramatic about it, and that's why even like when him saying these rumors could ruin my life, it's like they're not. It's ruin like your the life. rumors that I'm hearing can't ruin your life. No. But maybe is there rumors that I don't know, Aaron? Yeah. Like that's what you're making me think by like how serious you're taking this. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. It almost it's like it's like laugh it off a little bit. Like it will it will do you good to find some humor in this situation instead of like don't take yourself so seriously like it is yeah not that serious um yeah like everyone has access yeah but okay we'll see and that was a lot a lot went down in this episode it was great it was it was fully packed i can't wait to see what goes down next week with blake and jess more cat john henry olivia we'll see what goes down with there being eliza um rachel Braden, becca there's just there is there's a lot happening with a lot of these couples we don't know who's going to stay together who's going to separate um but we'll see make sure you stay tuned to that we also have for the golden bachelor don't forget to tune in because we have the woman tell all um coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. joe and i had the pleasure of watching the live taping of the woman tell all and it was so fun seeing all the women together again we got to talk to a bunch of the women so we have a really fun episode coming for you guys yeah make sure you stay tuned and subscribe to bachelor happy hour um that's a wrap and make sure you check out our interviews later this week cat and jess bye bye So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click 
be the first to try, and then select Take Our Quiz. There's a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 